Everybody, welcome to Down and Out, the sports and entertainment podcast, taking the world by storm. Dom Tibbetts alongside Evan Ryer, two sports quote-unquote professionals, giving our best shot at the world of podcasting, but we like to have fun, keep things loose, and a lot to get to today. As always, shout out JD Masters and Buddha. that's Man in the Mirror, that's our intro and outro music. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, anywhere you stream music where you can stream this podcast, you can find them, go check them out, show them some love, show them, uh, show us some love on Twitter. Down and Out has a Twitter. Be sure to go check us out. D-O-W-N, and then a capital N out. Twitter, go check us out there. Uh, we like to post our shows. We'll keep you up to date there, as well as our polls, yeah. Draft 5, get involved in the conversation. Generally, you know, you, the, the, the meme as it goes is don't add us. Uh, in this case, please add us. You know, yeah. uh, we really want to see. We are begging you to add us. We really want to see how dumb you are. So, you know, by all means, come uh, come forward and and, uh, and 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 make a fool of yourself uh, by tagging uh, the at down and out uh, Twitter account, which is, I believe, D-O-W-N-N-O-U-T. Uh, is is that so? So uh, yeah, get after it. Yeah, and uh, just know that we will shred you to pieces because we expect you to shred us to pieces. And guess what? Our opinion is always right. That's uh, that's that's how we're gonna always take it to our grave. Uh, we're always right. Uh, you're never right. No, I'm just playing. But yeah, no, please interact with us. Reach us out. We'll have polls. Uh, like I said, episode drops, all that good stuff there. Me and Evan have a lot of good things in the future works that we keep you guys up to date on on the Twitter page. And uh, Evan, I guess we'll start it off with a how you feeling, checking in on your on yourself right now. It's a Tuesday night. We're recording, and we're about to get in some NBA talk here. But welfare check. How How, how you doing? Um, I'll happily take a welfare check. No, uh, <laughs> we're uh, we're doing pretty good up here in Butte, Montana. Although, uh, as as only you know, as you would I guess expect out of Montana, um, it is going to snow tomorrow night and the next like three days after that. And uh, it is in fact you know May 18th when I'm talking. So May 20th we're getting snow, which is like I said not a real surprise. But as someone who's you know, getting ready to move back to Florida from Florida originally, uh, I will never ever be happy about that. Um, and that comes like after we hit like we hit like eighty degrees uh, Fahrenheit. Like yeah, a you guys days had a, you guys had a good stretch of weather going on there too. And I remember like when I was in Montana with you, uh, my last year, June eighth. I'll never forget. Woke up and it was snowing on June eighth. You know, honestly, it's it's funny too though because like snow's snow's not a bad thing considering that it it counts as water towards you know preventing and delaying the wildfire season so i guess i can't complain too much um but but you know all the same it's i was i had golf plans tomorrow and uh those are you know very much canceled well so, you, uh, you still can golf it's just you know are, are you a man you know do you want yeah exactly how tough and the, are you? the 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 quick answer to that is absolutely not <laughs> uh, absolutely not a man. Uh, well, and I'll say this now that I'm looking at it. 
It's actually going to rain most of the day, so then it's going to freeze, and yes. then we'll get snow on top of that. So that golf, be... golf and snow, I'm not golfing out in freezing rain. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah, absolutely that not. Does sound I mean, I, I, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I keep having to tell myself because I'm, like, so antsy to go play golf right now. Like, I got the bug so bad, you guys, and, like... What I'm telling, oh, I have to keep reminding myself, like, because every day I'm, like, bitching at myself, like, oh, I didn't go golfing today, I'm an idiot, like, I'm wasting sunlight, whatever. But then, like, I'm, like, I'm about to move to Florida where, except for hurricane days, golf is pretty much always on the table. So 365, uh, baby. Essentially. So, yeah, but enough talk about, you know, me not golfing. Let's uh, let's get to the meat of, uh, of this uh, dinner plate. And obviously the first thing we'll kind of kind of dive into because they are happening. It started tonight, the play-in tournament. We've talked about it a little bit, but the games are finally here. And the Eastern Conference kicked things off. The uh, Indiana Pacers with a huge win, like a huge 27 win points. Over, and they put up 144 points over the Charlotte Hornets. So 114 to 117, the final there. Boston. Taking care of business, 118 to 100 over the Wizards. I guess we'll start right with Indiana and Charlotte because uh, you were talking about in the beginning of the show, Evan. I think the fans would have rather, because of the people who are on the Charlotte Hornets, I feel like the fans wanted to see them win. And I'm a little upset that they lost, but I think the right team probably did win. But still, I think entertainment wise, it would have been better to see Charlotte win this game. Yeah, I definitely think the more, like, complete, you know, you could say maybe the more top-to-bottom, like, well-rounded team one, um, you know, with with, pay, with the Pacers getting through. But, I mean, yeah, like, when you've got the likes of Miles Bridges and LaMelo Ball and, uh, you know, you, you, these young, exciting players, you want, to, you want to see them move on. But if those young, exciting players don't perform in crunch time, which is kind of what happened tonight, uh, no, well, Miles Bridges performed, but LaMelo 4-14, uh, from you know from field goal percentage and something like minus thirty two point differential, which That's tough. you know, man, I I, I don't I, I don't know yeah. what to tell you there. Scary, you know what I mean? Scary like, Terry going zero for nine from beyond the arc is that's that's never a good sign. That's never yeah, good sign I mean, when Terry Rozier is going, you know, dropping an offer from three-point land. Shout out, I will say this, shout out to Cody Zeller, 7-7 seven to seven in the paint. Um, but, yeah, you got to love that 100 percentage. But, but no, I mean, it, it is kind of disappointing because I do think, like, the, the Hornets are kind of out of the East, you know, this year, kind of like the, you know, beloved, like, underachieving darlings. Not underachieving, but not quite, you know, uh, a true contender type team. Um and it, it is disappointing to see them go out, but I mean, the the Pacers top to bottom had great bench presence tonight. I mean, you know, it helps when Dougie McBuckets goes four of six from three, seven of nine from the field. You know, in a starting it, it, spot. Dude, how good does it? I will say though, it does feel good to be able to say Dougie Buckets is back in the NBA, and we're not talking about the Beijing Sharks right now. Like I, I don't just growing up in our generation of like when we were kind of the younger, more susceptible to the. College basketball prime. I mean, how much? How much did, did did Doug give us like great NCAA March Madness moments, right? And I, I, I just always been a huge fan of his and like the way he just kind of goes out and just has the ability to literally just go fifteen of fifteen from beyond the arc if he wanted to, right? Just dropping like a hundred plus points, and I, it, it feels good to at least to say that we can kind of watch a basketball game and, and Dougie buckets is, is a part of it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely cool to see, and and uh, 
you know, it's it, it's also one of those things with with him that you know he's always had the the, the complete package. I mean, the dude is not small. Um, and I I hate to do this to you, Dom, but I believe you just uh, confused Dougie McBuckets and Jimmer Fredette because um, Dougie McBuckets has never played uh, outside the NBA in his professional career. Oh, I am uh, getting so, Jimmer Fredette. Yeah, that's a good point. So I'm I'm getting please add us on Twitter. Tell us how dumb uh, Dom <laughs> Tibbetts is. Uh, you know, uh, Dom Dom sees a white man shoot threes. He's racist, and he. <laughs> yeah. he, he I, I'm immediately like that's Jimmer. That's Jimmer. <laughs> that's Jimmer Fredette. Uh, Jesus Christ! That's that's Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette, the the fucking uh, born legacy meme <laughs> That's or whatever. So funny. But, no, but uh, but yeah, Dougie May Bucket showed up. You know, Sabonis is it was gonna was gonna be good. I mean, he he pretty much always is, and and dude was one assist short of a triple double tonight. So um, shout definitely, out to you know, uh, and shout out to O'Shea Brissett leading the way. I, I shout him out because he is a product of Syracuse University. He is a uh, left after second year, and you know, kind of a slow start in the NBA. See, I do know this guy. I, I do know him, and he is a Syracuse guy, all right? So you can at me. I'm going to fix myself up here a little bit. The damage is already done. I'm going to fix myself up here a bit. But also, it, it is good to see his long NBA career kind of kind of finally look like it's shaping up somewhere. You know, as, as a Syracuse guy, I'm happy to see that. Also, not to mention just I think the kind of the final wrapping point on this game is that, you know, T.J. McConnell, who had like 10 assists, in one game earlier this season, I don't know if you remember that or ten. Uh, ten wow, he had ten assists in a game, guys. Uh, no, but ten, uh, ten steals in a game earlier this season, and had the craziest triple double I think in history. Uh, coming off the bench with seventeen, uh, which you know that's always cool to see too. And you know, of course, an, another white guard, so must be uh, must be Jimmer for dead. Actually, I got the names mixed up, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna let you live that one down anytime soon. But that's, you know, that's all before. Right. Instead of instead of roasting Dom, I, I guess we can talk about I think the matchup that more people thought was going to be closer, and I guess technically was closer between the Wizards and and Celtics. But Dude, still, you know, of, a lot of people had the Wizards winning this game, and honestly, well, I think I don't know. I just never. We talked about it the last show. I. I never bought into it. I was like, listen, it is like if Boston loses, then that's the miracle. Like that's like they should win this game, and they did. Well, and the thing is, is that the the miracle, or you know, the you know, the, I guess the miracle for Boston is that they, you know, fucking Jason Tatum exists. I mean, the dude is just so crazy, and has especially turned it on like the past, like you know, like two months, especially fifty points tonight. You drop a fifty burger, you're not going to lose. I mean, you better not lose. And uh, and sure enough, he was he was he was all over the court tonight. And you know, I mean, I think I get where people are coming from with their love for the Wizards. I think it's just that the Wizards have likable players. I think people want to like the Wizards. Like you know, I mean, Russell Westbrook is polarizing, sure, but you know, you know, the dude can ball. You know, he can take over a game. You know, then you have Bradley Beal, who you know, of course, is a little bit past his prime, but still very much a shooter. Still very much a scorer, and you know I personally have always uh, really dug Rui Hachimura. So you know I, I I wanted to see him Hachimura wanted to see him you know do well, but 
honestly, the none of the none of the you know kind of everything past the guard point tonight for the Wizards was just not able to contain Jason Tatum or really any aspect of you know kind of the 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 paint play for for Boston tonight. Did uh, Rudy Hachimura go to Gonzaga? Is that where I remember that name right? Is that I actually don't know where he went to school, but you got it on the head. I just looked at it, and uh, that is correct. So okay. uh, I thought I was like okay because I I thought I remember that name. So there we go. All right, I'm kind of I'm I'm getting back on the right track here, but. No, I guess all right. I, I I see your point there because I do the thing about Russell Westbrook and you. Because I wanted to let you finish your point. He obviously is a polarizing player, but I definitely think Russell Westbrook takes on a much more likable personality when he's kind of on like a like e- even in his tail end of his career with OKC when the Thunder just weren't good anymore. Like when the team is not good and he's not in the spotlight as much, like. You kind of forget about all the negative things about Russell Westbrook, and you kind of just get to focus on the fact that this dude is a certified baller, and he's super fun to go watch play. So you get to just more so enjoy his presence on the court rather than just sit there and try to to nitpick his play and all the off-court issues, blah, 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 you know, on and on and on. I think that's kind of where Russell Westbrook kind of fits into the into the scheme, the scheme of things of what NBA fans like and don't like about him yeah I think so too and but you know I mean with the the thing about tonight is that of course like tomorrow morning like Skip Bayless or whoever the fuck is gonna be you know shitting all over the six of 18 0 for four from three and you know I mean it, it wasn't it, it, a, it's gonna be Skip Bayless let's just be it, it is right it, you know it's it's you know the talking heads are gonna talk you know just like we are right now but the, the thing is is that for the most part people will forget what was not a very good performance at all from Russ if the Wizards go win this next game, if the Wizards can can beat the Pacers and 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 just still lock up the eight spot, you know, no one will really care about the fact that the Celtics beat them and then in the in this first round of the playing tournament because that's kind of I think really at the end of the day, I know I know like you said there were there were people that really wanted to see and thought that the the Wizards could do it, but at the end of the day, I think the chalk the chalk of this matchup was was Boston winning. So, you know, now that that's happened, if Russ comes back and the Wizards play well against the Pacers here in about two nights or or, or whenever it is, then uh then, you know, I think I think people will forget. But I mean, it just wasn't wasn't a great night for him. Bradley Beal played okay. Uh Hachimura didn't play well. And at the end of the day, I mean really the only the only person that really walked away with a with a you know modicum of kind of credit to their play was was Ish Smith, who had to come off the bench to to do his work with with seventeen and six of eight, um, which you know I mean that's not unsurprising from him, but it's uh it's kind of nuts when you're like you're not starting that guy and he takes you know six more shots than you're starting a uh, point guard Raul Neto. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just kind of, uh, you know, I, I didn't actually get to watch the first half. I only tuned in after halftime, but, I mean, um, yeah. So, it, uh, it I think I think it's made for an interesting setup. Um, and, yeah, this, you know, I, I, I guess this, the, this is kind of the part where I'm, I'm, I'm happy that at least that the Wizards aren't knocked out and they get this opportunity, right? I think this is where yeah. the play-in tournament now starts to make sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think that was... I think a lot of people just didn't realize exactly how it was supposed to work. I think people kind of thought it was just like, wait, so, like, you're telling me, like, a team can lose and they're still in anyways? Like, no, that's not that's not what's happening here. And, uh, you know, 
obviously, uh, as we look towards the Western Conference, it's, I think, an even more salivating uh, uh, setup, to, to use an adjective. Now, um, th- but this is, see, now this is where I actually, I hate the, the play-in tournament. I think the play-in tournament is really bad, and that's just because I'm a Lakers fan, and I think it's very unfair that the Lakers and Golden State have to play in this game. I would like to... Um, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go to moveon.org and get a petition and get to the floor of Congress and petition them to abolish the play-in tournament before the 7.30 tip-off between the Spurs and Memphis. So they're just both eliminated. Golden State and the Lakers go to the playoffs. Uh, moveon.org, call your local representative and tell them to abolish the play-in tournament right now. We'll bring it back. But a one-day abolish, abolish it. Dom, let's get it over with. Dom just needs fifty pieces of toilet paper, fifty thousand pieces of toilet paper signed by uh, the tip-off tomorrow night of the the first game. So easily I think we, easily I think we can do it. Let's make this go viral, folks. Um, but uh, no, and I mean, you know, like I, I, I totally get, I do get it because it's definitely way more nerve-wracking. But again. The Lakers could lose tomorrow night, and you're telling me that they wouldn't win in a matchup against the Spurs or the Grizzlies if no, they don't. I, I, and I think they do. And it, it's I don't know. And, and if they lose that game, then they should then they shouldn't be. Yeah, in they shouldn't be in the playoffs. Yeah, fuck. And I mean, just, come on. You know, but the thing the thing that drives me crazy though, Evan, is that it's you know it's just Adam Silver, just in in his lair at the commissioner's office, just like rubbing his hands together, evil look on his face thinking that's how I got the Lakers and Golden State to play each other and we aren't even in the playoffs yet. I'm going to get NBA Finals ratings from a play-in game. I'm a genius. I'm so angry that Adam Silver's play-in tournament has now orchestrated and fell right into the way he wanted to go. That's where I'm more mad, and I'm mad it came at the expense of the Los Angeles Lakers because he's a he's a fucking genius. I'm just going to say as a fucking right. genius move on his part, and I'm so goddamn pissed, I have to admit that on this podcast. Well, that's the thing, man, is that, like, I really, I mean, I think of everyone that's running major sports right now. I mean, I think it's without a question that he's been the best for his for his league. I mean, really. Like, I, we didn't, I don't think we really anticipated having this conversation either, but I've always kind of been a fan of his, to be honest with you. And, you know, part of that is because, too, is that, you know, he famously has said that, he jerks off using tears of Lakers fans. So, I mean, you know, the, you know, just imagining him, you know, getting down, you know, headphones in, listening to you, bitch, and, uh, and climaxing. I mean, that's exactly, that's <laughs> exactly why I support his ass. So, uh, but no, I mean, uh, it's, I, I do think it's a great idea, I think. And I do like the fact that it rewards the seven and eight seed rather than just yeah. saying, hey, it the seven, is, you, dude, it's, and that, that's such it's a perfectly executed. It's perfectly executed. It's, 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 it's all on point. Um, I know it sucks because you know he knew and everyone knew. <laughs> but he, it's so, he, it is so good though. That's such a great game. Like I, I'm actually literally having this back and forth in my head right now, and I'm like, it sucks, but I'm like, man, I'm off tomorrow. I cannot yeah, wait. Yeah, the money that this man that is game. about to make, the money that this man is about to make on the Lakers game tomorrow is is. Like that's he's just throwing in an additional paycheck for an awesome playoff game that you're only gonna get one of. Like that's the other thing too. It's exclusive. Like you're not getting a whole series. You're getting one chance to watch these two teams play when it truly matters the most. And uh, and you know it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Granted, I will say I do think the Lakers will probably handle this unless you know of course unless Steph. 
which is always a possibility. But I think even if Steph goes and puts up like 35, it's still going to be really, really tough uh, for, for the Warriors to win that game. Um, as for the other game, I think everybody kind of expects Memphis and wants Memphis to win because they're the, let's be honest, the more entertaining team between them and the, the Spurs. Um, but, you know, I mean, I the, the thing is, is that Ja hasn't been the Ja we saw last year. And I, if he doesn't really perform in this game tomorrow night, I mean, you know, or tonight, if and, you know, and, if, and if don't forget, and don't forget who I mean. Well, and when it comes to San Antonio, let's not forget that one Greg Popovich, right? So we're talking yep, just Popovich here, power, and then you got to talk about star power. You know, you obviously have John Morant, you have Demar Derozan on the other side. So and like Demar has played in big playoff games before, you know, and and, and I'm not saying that like ultimately decides everything, right? But like. It helps. It helps in this kind of situation. So I don't think it's a shoe in. I think you're. I think you're right in saying that the Grizzlies are the better, more entertaining team that you'd like to see move on. Who could probably give the loser of Los Angeles and Golden State a run for their money in that that eight seed game. However, though, it it, it is just you know it, it, you have to pay your respects to what the Spurs can do because thirty three and thirty nine doesn't really mean much when you're in this position. They. You know, they, they're, they're a couple wins away, a good stretch of basketball from getting in the playoffs, and all of us just sitting on our thumbs going, what the hell? You know, what the hell happened? And obviously, you know, I mean, 33 and 39 in the West means a lot more than 33 and 39 in the East. Oh, I mean, when you're without a doubt, to, absolutely. When you're having to play all the teams they have to play, I mean, it's almost understandable. Um, two random facts about this game that I'm very kind of like, I just happened to come across on Twitter today. So... I don't know if you remember this, but back in 2011, when the Spurs were the top seed in the West, Memphis actually upset them as the eight seed. Uh, that was, you know, different times, but uh, and, and a long, long time ago. And kind of, I kind of forgot about that. The more I think about it, the more I remember it. Yeah. it I believe that was, you know, that was Zebo. That was, uh, uh, and, and I believe another member of that team. He may have not been there yet, but this is, but uh, this is technically a Rudy Gay revenge game. <laughs> against against Memphis, <laughs> so, so we got that going on. That's you know storyline there. Um, was I, Al, I think was, it's, Al, was it was Al Horford still playing for the Grizzlies at this time? Was that? I don't think so. I think Al was probably was he, with was he like. Already, he might have been out the maybe, door. Already maybe by this point. maybe, but I mean he's he's played so many places over the past decade that that it was just like I I don't know, but yeah, yeah Rudy Rudy Gay revenge game. Uh, you know, watch out for the for the pushing and shoving and the. The boxing uh, tomorrow night because yeah, you know screw, it's going to go screw down. Demar Derozan going head to head against John Morant. I want TNT and I want you know Chuck and Shaq and Ernie and and and, uh, and the Jet to all talk about like the headline is uh, is Rudy Gay revenge game. Like that should be on the lower third graphic for the entire pregame show. I don't want them to talk about anything else but the storyline of Rudy Gay revenge game. You know, it's it's fun to talk about Rudy Gay to me because like when I think about like when I was paying the most attention to the NBA, which was probably about a decade ago, um, he was, I mean, on the verge of being like uh, an actual real deal star player. Like it always seemed like Rudy Gay was like, wow, this dude is so good. He was like Danny Granger is another name that a, I think a, comes to an, mind. An absolute uh, shoe-in for the skills contest at the NBA All-Star Weekend. Unbelievably, unbelievably talented, super athletic, but never quite was like that dude. 
was just never mm-hmm. that dude. Uh, so uh, that that's fun. I, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna enjoy tomorrow night. I've got the night off as well tomorrow, uh, and uh, and I'm definitely gonna you know go up to the bar and just casually throw on some NBA and and not really do anything the fuck else for about you know four or five hours. Which you know I don't typically watch a ton of NBA basketball, so it's it's kind of out of the blue for me. Yeah, that sounds it sounds fucking glorious, and I'll be doing the same from the confines of of my house and or a bar somewhere too as well. Um, kind of segue into the baseball thing. I just want to talk about the commissioner thing you said too. Adam Silver is by far the best commissioner of any major sports organization. Uh, the worst, in my opinion, as a baseball fan, it's definitely Rob Manfred. He's awful. Yeah, that's a hot take. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I know it's not because a lot of people hate him, but the thing about Rob Manfred is, is that no matter – Adam Silver is pissing me off because of how he was able to maniacally work Golden State against Lakers in a, in a play-in game, right? Rob Manfred has nothing to do with the motherfucking L.A. Angels just shitting the bed once again in the early part of the season. Like, cry me a fucking river, dude. How many years How many years do the Angels just got to come out, be sub-500, right? Like, not even sub-sub-500, but, like, at 500, coming up to, like, mid to late May, into June, we'll take it into the All-Star break, we'll hit a stretch, someone will get injured, and then we miss the playoffs because we finish five games or the ten games under five hundred. It's I'm so, I'm mad because I can't blame Rob Manfred for this. Like, it's, I just have to blame, once again, just the, what I, I don't even know, I'm the middle relief pitching God. in the Angels organization. God. And, and God, yeah, apparently he's, he is not a fan of the team, <laughs> of the people that he... God is not a fan of the team that he employs. Like you would think that, like he'd be a fan of the of the L.A. Angels, right? No, he's actually come to find out he's a shoe and Brewers fan, and we're all just getting duped, you know? Like he's just like, I don't give a fuck about the Angels. <laughs> I'm a big Christian Yellick fan. Like I love that guy. He's a god. Oh, dude, so. he's so hot. Christian Yellick <laughs> is. Oh my god. Uh, but no, so. I I I, I want to preface before we really get into the Angels talk. I let Dom rant there for a second, but I have brought up the Angels like the past like two or three meetings before the podcast, saying, "Hey, let's talk about Shohei Otani. Hey, the Angels don't seem like they're too bad. Like, come on, I know you like I know you like it. Let's talk about it. I don't even watch that much baseball, and I follow the Braves. Like, I kind of just see results and I watch the occasional game, but." I don't know how you don't want how we haven't talked about Shohei Otani more because that dude is the coolest baseball player that there ever was. Like him and Fernando Tatis in California right now, like they're going to have even more droughts and even more wildfires this summer because those two dudes are the fucking sickest, hottest dudes right now in baseball. And like it's. I, I just personally, like, I, I think it's a marvel. I feel, like, blessed yeah. to live in the same era, like, in the same time period as Shohei Otani right now. No, you're absolutely right. And here's the thing. Like, and what have I always said on this podcast about the sport of baseball? Fernando Fernando Tatis, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, more so Shohei Tatis, Christian Yellick. I mean, these... These guys, the up-and-coming talent is what's going to help turn the MLB back into, you know, bring in a younger fan base and do all this. And you're right. We should have talked about Shohei Otani so long ago, and now it's the right time, too, because he is the now official home run leader in the MLB, 
with and, another one tonight, at, like in the game, yeah, like, at, right before we recorded. Yep, literally tied it up in the side. I got the notification. I was like, this guy is unreal. How perfectly timed, right? But it's it's because I'm pity, Evan. I'm I'm so pity because of the rant. I I kind of began this whole topic of conversation off with. It's because I'm pity and because I can't enjoy Shohei Otani because the rest of the Angels are pissing me off. That and, and and it's unfair and it's super unfair to Shohei Otani. So let's talk about my man, the Japanese fireball himself, Shohei Otani. Because dude, you want to talk about something that's marveled and like how lucky we are. I'm glad you preference it that way because even if you're not an Angels fan, even if you're not a baseball fan, to watch a guy throw 101 plus miles an hour for like seven consecutive innings, who can then go play in right field. Keep his bat in the game, and in the top of the ninth inning, hit a tying home run with an exit velocity of 120 miles an hour. That's fucking insane. That is so goddamn cool. He, the dude, is so huge. Like he's so big and like so like fucking like. Dude, that, it, it, that it is, is he is um, like that's the other thing that like a lot of people don't like like people underestimate like Shohei Otani is a fucking unit. He might be yeah. the closest thing to Godzilla Japan's ever had. Well, I mean, like you know, the the comparisons to Babe Ruth have been endless since he got into the league, and right. I mean, but they make sense. I mean, a hulking just dude that has enough enough firepower in a swing to, and I mean, it's not like he's you know got the most insane batting average, but that's obviously not why he's a DH. You know, I mean, he's expected to come in there, hit a home run every other, you know, every, you know, maybe four or five games, much less what he's doing right now, which is like, I think over the past like two or three weeks, you're passing month, especially it's been like, what, like one every, one every other game almost right now. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's his, uh, it, his, his war average. I just, cause you mentioned that his war average is, uh, and war in baseball is wins above your replacement. And obviously, with the Angels, Mike Trout has led the MLB in this category since the day he got here. Because I I, I couldn't even tell you who the backup center fielder is. I think they just bring Justin Upton to play there when Trout's gonna tonight. Be out now, it right? was uh, tonight. It was Ligaris. Ligaris. Uh, oh, yeah, exactly. Juan, Juan, yeah, Juan Lagares. Yeah, yeah, okay. there you go. So That's that, who that it was. Is. But his, so his win above replacement is point one, right? So like that. To have a 1.4 is is a very, like, comparing that with a guy like Mike Trout, who's at 2.1 right now, and that's pretty low for what Mike Trout's average is in his MLB career. That's dumb insane, too. And another thing that you have to mention with the Angels that Jared Walsh, our new first baseman, has a 1.3 win above replacement. He's fourth in the MLB in batting average, too. Again, this is what's frustrating with the Angels is that our bats – are super fucking talented. Like, we have such great offensive firepower, and we've shown it so many times this season. But our defense and our pitching, dude, it's just, it. it that's what sucks for Shohei and Mike Trout because they're never going to get the love in, at, at the same level in the primetime factor that the Dodgers, that the, you know, the Padres, the good teams, you know, are going to get, right? Because the Angels can't stay above 500 for, like, more than a week stretch of a season. And that like I said, it's, it's me nitpicking, it's me being petty, but let's not also take away from the fact, yeah, you're right. Shohei Otani, dumb, insane season already, and I, I cannot wait to keep watching him do what he's doing. 
Well, and I also think in your anger and your rant, you didn't even really mention what really pisses you off, which is you, you brought up Mike Trout, but you didn't mention that he's out for two months. Yeah, because um, I just, because I, again, 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 I just get, get so angry. It's a six to eight. That's, and I was about to say it with Shohei, but I don't even want to mention it. I want to see Shohei keep doing this, and I pray to God the injury bug doesn't hit him because six to eight weeks without Mike Trout, I saw that notification come on about an hour or so before we started recording. Dude, it felt like, like I thought Sarah McLaughlin was going to start singing into the arms of an angel in my bedroom. I was getting that Marvin, I was getting Marvin's room depressed when I saw that. No, it's pretty brutal, and especially you know you you mentioned that you know he he's he's kind of back to the to the to the best Mike Trout that we've seen. Uh, so it's definitely heartbreaking, uh, to say the least, for Angels fans. I mean, I'm just sitting over here on the other side of the country with the Braves, just kind of like, are we really going to let the Mets be the number one team in the NL East? But I do want to shout out. Uh, 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 Tommy Hunter, who uh, Alabama former Alabama baseball player, got his first major league hit today and uh, jumped on the first base bag like a uh, little leaguer. Uh, go watch that <laughs> video; it's hilarious. That's uh, awesome. He literally like stamps it. Uh, I would have loved like if, in the post game if he had turned to his parents and gave them a thumbs up too. I th- that would have been I would have fucking completed the video. I wish well not to his mean, parents were there to give him a his thumbs his post game interview, which I've retweeted on my personal account, um, is absolutely hilarious too he at one point just goes full like like i i don't like he unhinged his jaw his smile was so huge like he couldn't it was like a kid on christmas morning it it, you know it's a uh a feel-good story of the week but not the feel-good story of the week uh, which you know, if I'm gonna, if I, as I expertly segue into this uh, this other topic, um, I want to I want to shout out. I well, I don't want to I don't want to shout out Stanford, but it definitely feels good to see that Stanford wrestling and eleven other their uh, collegiate programs, uh, athletics programs are are are, are in fact reinstated. Uh, after, yeah, you know, I mean, we're not Stanford fans here. I mean coolest nickname ever the cardinal um but like but we're here for the kids we're here for the kids well we're you know they're just kids and we're here for them and and the 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 thing with with this is that you know i mean if you don't know this at at home listening sanford wrestling won the national championship in 2020 and then like a week later or like going into the into the championship uh they had already basically been said that they were going to have the, the the program uh uh discontinued so literally, you know, if you go back and watch this like incredible final in this uh, in the NCAA wrestling tournament, the D1 tournament, you know, the dude like just tears up when he wins because he's like, shit, like this is it. And uh, it, it feels very good to see that that it's back and and, you know, hopefully it's it's uh, it's it's a sign maybe of the a, times, I think. Right. Yeah. And that like, you know. Stanford won't be the only university they got rid of programs to bring them back because, you know, it's kind of easy to forget now that we're a year on and kind of moving on with our lives. But there were a lot of schools, big and small, that that cut uh, uh, oh. uh, programs over the past year. And and so, you know, and you always hate to see that. So, yeah, right uh, here in uh, right here in Tallahassee, I none of our like so I cover Florida State and Florida A&M here in Tallahassee. And I was at a Florida A&M baseball game and they were playing uh, North Carolina Central. And uh, I kept seeing the T-shirts of these guys. You know, it said "One Last Ride," and I kept going, "What does that mean?" Right? And I looked it up on Google 
you know, in the next game. We and Florida State football has been discontinued. No. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, but, I mean, dude, fuck. I, 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 you wouldn't see me shed a tear, but, man, I, I would not like to be – would not like to be anybody uh, a Florida State faculty employee or David Coburn, the athletic director of Florida State. But yeah, I looked up North Carolina Central, uh, like their baseball team, along with like every other athletic program there is discontinued. And unfortunately, they don't have the money and resources probably that the backing that Stanford had to be able to, you know, keep it all going. And you know, obviously, yeah. that sucks. It, it, it sucks us here, and you know. You, you can't sit and wallow, so I agree with Evan the fact that it's just it does feel really good to see, especially after the wrestling story, right? Like seeing Stanford, you know, regain its sports programs, being able to see, you know, these kids have the opportunities. It, it's 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 a sign of what I hope is progress and, and good things to come. For sure. Uh, I also learned this week, I somehow didn't realize this, which shout out to Alabama softball for winning the SEC tournament and going into the uh, uh, NCAA Super Regionals uh, as a top eight seed. Um, but they got, others uh, are hosting. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Though they, I mean, Alabama has hosted a ton of regionals over the years. Um, they Alabama softball has been very good for a long time. Um, I grew up going to games, but I just want to throw a quick shout out to them. And then also an anti shout out, a shout down to Vanderbilt. Uh, uh, shout out to, well, another shout out to Hunter Johnson, one of the legendary Alabama uh, athletics fans out there. Um, he uh, he highlighted that, that Vanderbilt is the only team in the SEC without a softball team. They have a baseball team that's actually very famous, very known for being really, really good. But 2019 national team. champions, yeah. And, and Hunter Johnson made the very valid point of like, hey, so if you're not going to field you know, something like softball, which is actually arguably, you know, other than women's college basketball, the biggest women's sport in, in college uh, is, you know, if you're not going to do that, then, you know, do you deserve to be an SEC team? Which, you know what? I, you know, people always give Vanderbilt a hard time and I never really seriously considered it. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, Vanderbilt really shouldn't be in the SEC. Um, and it really doesn't make that much sense if you think about it. I, but, see, uh, I'm more surprised because that's a lot of, to hear that there's a, 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 a men's sport over a women's sport like that, especially because Vanderbilt does have football, that's a big – like, to me, that screams, like, where's the Title Nine here, right? Like that- Well, so the the big the big shift up, I can't say this for sure, but something the SEC doesn't really have is they don't have, like, true – like, a lot of the teams don't have real deal, like, women's soccer teams or men's soccer teams. They definitely don't have men's soccer. They actually – okay, yeah, that's – I got to mix up. So a lot of the SEC teams have women's soccer teams. Mm-hmm. They don't have men's soccer teams. Like, Alabama doesn't have a men's soccer team. Okay. Um like most of the SEC does not, so I think they get one back there, and then you know maybe there's no like men's swimming or something. But it, um, it, it, but, but you know, I mean, I know it from. But that still down sucks. Softball's huge down in South. Yeah, softball. So softball. Softball's a big deal, and I mean, I think it's only grown in popularity because there's tons of different areas across the country. Like the West Coast has softball, uh, softball tradition that they're very proud of. Uh, obviously, the heartland, the middle of America, Oklahoma and Texas, and, and all the and all that out there is very, you know, has has some really prestigious softball programs. And Alabama and Florida are just two of the names that come to mind when you think about. Uh, SEC softball, which is also very, very accomplished, especially over the past few decades. I mean, Alabama will put three thousand people in in the stands for 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 softball games. Like, I mean, it's it goes hard. Um, so, you know, it's a uh, just random tirade, but something that uh, that just came out in a stream of consciousness. So, 
Uh, yeah, it's probably about time to go get some money, don't you think, Tom? Yeah, I think so. It is time to go to the cash grab. And before I send it there, I just want everybody to know the Angels did, in fact, lose 6-5 to five after blowing the lead in the top of the ninth. So we're going to go to God's the cash God's team, everybody. Yeah, so we're going to go to the cash grab. We'll be right back. I'm going to go scream in my pillow face down like a 14-year-old girl. We'll be right back. This is Down and Out. Hey guys, Dom here. I want to tell y'all about Anchor.fm. Yes, Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free and there's tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Don't know how to get your final product on all the major streaming platforms? Have no fear. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them Down and Out sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us. This is down and out. Uh, that is our that's our morning chicken. Uh, Wake the fuck up. <laughs> that's our that's our that's our welcome back to the show chicken uh that's that's not gonna be a new thing but be on the lookout for random episodes where the where the the back from the cash grab chicken comes back in uh that was that was good uh the second half of the show last to get into we're gonna go back to the nfl talk a little uh little little rookie running back situation here because there's a whole new dynamic uh that you're seeing in jacksonville with, with travis Etienne and then Najee Harris with the Pittsburgh Steelers and Evan. Are we gonna see Najee Harris as a wide receiver? Question mark. Question no, mark. No, no, no. <laughs> I as much as the the columns love to uh to to angle it like that. Which hey, I get it. We all got to get those clicks to make those yeah, dollars. Clickbait, but, baby. I um, live for clickbait. Yeah, of course. Uh, I mean, it's just the the world we live in. But you know, to get to the point, um, you know, it's it's. It's funny that, you know, rookie minicamp, the literal shortest period of, of off-season practice, the literal most, like, devoid of contact, devoid of anything serious, devoid of anything, you know, true to what a team is going to look like, uh, you know, by, by the fall, is, is you know, we're, we're so hungry for football that we just overanalyze everything. And I think that's what's happened with Najee Harris and with Travis Etienne. Is that you know they they both go out for wide receiver reps, you know I don't know if people know this, but a lot of times uh, camps also prevent people from handing the ball off in in rookie camp. That's generally prevented. Uh, Travis or uh, uh, Travis Etienne did not receive a handoff in the Jaguars' uh, rookie camp, and Trevor Lawrence didn't give a handoff in the entire rookie camp. So let's just think about that. What is Travis Etienne going to be doing? Folks, what is he going to be doing? Wor- working out, like running, showing off his 40 time again? No, like he's going to go out for routes. He's going to practice an aspect of his game that the Jaguars obviously drafted him for. And the same thing goes for Najee Harris. And, you know, I think it's, I, I don't think it's like necessarily understated by people that, that know Najee Harris and followed him this past season. And, 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 you know, Steelers fans have probably picked this up fairly quickly, but the dude is very good at catching the ball. The, I mean, he wouldn't be a Heisman, you know, I mean, near, you know, Heisman finalist, near winner. I mean, you know, if, if he couldn't catch the ball and he, he did that in spades this past season. And, 
you know, the, the Steelers have also famously lined up, you know, a receiver at what they call the X position. You know, this kind of, you know, it's it's a it's a hybrid between a slot and the outside that, that a running back can go into, run short routes or, you know, occasionally long routes. I watched Le'Veon Bell catch a 34-yard pass over the top of his shoulders against the Jaguars in 2017 that I still will never forget. But, you know, I mean, and that's, that's, that's kind of the deal is that it's been frustrating to see people kind of just overreact right away to, to seeing, oh, running backs taking, going for routes. That must mean like, no, shut the fuck up. Like, please, for the well, love of God. Well, tell me, <laughs> well, tell me then. I mean, cause James Conner in, in, in Pittsburgh is also like, it's not like he's been there for very long. I think he was drafted two, two seasons ago. So around I think that it was time. three, three, three so, now. But either way, I mean, he's still, I, I think he's there still on his rookie. Contract. No, he's not. Like, oh, he's gone. Uh, oh yeah, you're right. He is gone. Duh. Uh, sorry, but, homie. Yeah, I for, that's right. I'm sorry. I got incorrect. Yeah, <laughs> wrong again. Too, we need to get a soundboard. Funny. We need to get a soundboard, and oh, one of them can definitely did. be like Dom is. Yeah, just Dom's a fuckhead. Like just every. I'm just gonna hit it. <laughs> the, yeah, the, or yeah. The, the family, the family feud accent comes up when they miss. Yeah, the answer. yeah. <laughs> but, exactly. But you can't tell. So let's just let's just take when James Conner was brought into Pittsburgh. Since we're talking with Najee in Pittsburgh here, like. James Conner had to have gone through the same thing then, right? I mean, if if, if rookie camps are not trying to, to particularly work on the handoffs and, and get the running back the reps, then every running back is, if off that preference, every running back is going to go through the same drill. So then again, though, does this now come off as just lazy, lazy media if, if we're trying to stir the pot on something that literally happens every year? Because that, I think that, that's kind I, of what I'm getting the vibes of right now. I think I think it's partly that I think it's more too that just national media, you know, people that aren't plugged in on the situation, see a story, see some people, you know, reacting to it. And I mean, understandably so say, OK, well, let's let's get a story out about this. If you're not completely plugged in, you might not know the deal. Granted, you should do your research as a reporter or a journalist or a columnist. But, you know, I mean, we know that that's not always the case. So, uh, you know, I mean, but, you know, so it's 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 not surprising to see this reaction. But at the same time, it's always frustrating, especially as a Jaguars fan, because literally everything that the Jaguars do gets misconstrued like you know, uh, Urban called Travis Etienne a three-down back, uh, uh, a third-down back or whatever, you know, after the draft. And then and then on top of that, like, you know, then he starts taking receiving, you know, reps or whatever in minicamp, and people immediately just think, well, those are two different things. What the fuck, Urban Meyer? Does he know what he's doing? And the answer is, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. But what I can tell you is that it makes perfect sense that Travis Etienne would be going to do that because let's think about it too. James Robinson, as awesome as James Robinson is, his one skill that he does not have is 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 like top speed. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He's fairly quick on his feet, but he's not the fastest guy. Whereas Travis Etienne has pro- proven time and time again that he can break a play open. You know, you throw it out to him on a short route, you know, that dude might just make a man miss and go, you know, 40, 50 yards for a touchdown. And Urban um, Meyer loves speed. He loves speed, folks. And I think it's also worth mentioning, too, that James Conner, who's very much a physical, you know, you bring him up and he's with the Arizona Cardinals now, but I think very much bring, worth bringing up with him is that, you know, with Najee is that, yeah, Najee will absolutely be getting receiving reps. In the three years that he played, he was actually drafted in 2017, sat behind Le'Veon Bell in 2017, and then you had the, uh, 
You had the, you know, the the the, the controversy in Le'Veon Bell's departure, and in 2018, he kind of took over the spot, went to the Pro Bowl that year. In those three seasons, that man had 124 catches for 963 yards. That is a lot of that's a lot of production for a running back like uh, uh, you know uh, receiving production i mean that's so, gotta, i mean over the last decade of football that's got to be one of if not like the like a top running back stat to have in, in that particular category you, you just don't hear that all too often seven seven i mean there's definitely guys that have probably gotten more touches like alvin kamara i can guarantee you has had more receptions over that time span probably more yards and more touchdowns but i mean that's to be expected with him yeah but I mean, not to mention, too, that, you know, fair enough with James Conner, 7.8 yards per catch, which is, you know, pretty good for a running back, uh, receipt, you know, running back catching out. And that's because, guess what? Homie goes out of the fucking backfield and goes for goes for catches. I don't know if he'll do that in Arizona, but he does do that. And then with, uh, with, with Najee, I mean, Najee's, you know, the, the thing with Najee kind of like James Robinson is, is that his top speed isn't like Trent Richardson, for example. I mean, I know a guy who didn't play well in the NFL, but, but like had the top speed, you know, I mean, uh, pretty much everyone that has come through Alabama, except for like Mark Ingram and, and, and Eddie Lacey and him like are, have had like breakaway top speed, you know, Derrick Henry's got it despite being that, that level of size. If he doesn't get touched in the first five to 10 yards that he's running, he's gone. Like, uh, and Najee, I think, could potentially do that, but you know, we're gonna have to, you know, see. But, but I, I, I think it's just so funny that, you know, we, we, we react the way we do. And of course, like we, you know, me and Dom are gonna have our moments where we're not completely plugged in. And, you know, we're gonna look a little dumb, but, but as at the same I, as, time, as I've done twice this episode already. Who knows? Maybe he'll uh, go for strike three. I would love to throw Dom a K in this episode. Um, we'll see. <laughs> stay, uh, but, stay uh, tuned, folks. We still got a couple more things to talk about. So. So, yeah, I mean, it's just it was something that frustrated me over the past week or two. And, and you know, I think it's cooled down by now. But something I went to get in there because Jesus, man, I mean, like, I'm, I'm a big I'm a big quick reactor. I react first and sometimes probably should think about more what I'm saying before the you know, the word. There's no gateway of the words that sometimes come out of my mouth. So, like, I I, I under I can give some sympathy to the to the, the reporters, the journalists, the columnists who come up with these questions. Right. But but once you once you digest this as well, you preferenced it kind of in the beginning when you were talking about this, but like, let let Travis Etienne go to work and work on a skill set, as you said, that's going to be particularly important. Let Najee Harris just go to work on a skill set that could help kind of diversify the the offense that the Pittsburgh Steelers definitely need to help, like diversify and create more weapons that isn't just relying on Juju Smith-Schuster and, and old aging Ben Roethlisberger to connect with Juju or James Washington or. Um, what's his face there from uh, the no- the Notre Dame kid whose name I'm blanking on right now? But uh, you know, it's just like like let let them just go work on their own thing. Let's 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 talk good football. You know, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get into all these hot button issues when the quarterback battles come up and the the death chart and the cuts all come up in a couple months. Let's just let let the guys have their fucking moments. They just got into the NFL. They just accomplished their dream. Let them fucking cook, you know? Like, everybody shut the fuck up for, like, two seconds and just let these guys go to work. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's basically all I'm saying. Um, which, by the way, watching Trevor Lawrence in a teal practice jersey throwing passes to wide-open receivers was... I mean, I, I think I may have mentioned this last week or last episode, but still, literally, the I could I could do that all day. I could, was, we don't need to. He was completing passes. 
you know, there was no defenders, but he was completing passes. That's there was no pressure. There was no defenders. (laughs) There was, you know, I mean, I don't know if Urban Meyer tried to square up against (laughs) against Jalen Camp, who the Jaguars drafted, but but no, um, it's so that that alone was able to give me at least a smile because literally, if I see that man in teal, I just start grinning. I mean, it's crazy. It's it's sad. Um, but a for, I, uh, a f- you you may you may actually follow her on Twitter because she works for her. so uh, fellow Ithaca College alum Mia O'Brien, which and she works for the yeah. Office. I know Mia. I know Mia's uh, Twitter and 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 her work for uh, what she works for. Did she work for FCN? Yep, uh, First Coast News. So yeah, the, the NBC affiliate over in Jacksonville, and uh, you know she's a a fellow Ithaca College alum as am I, and. Um, she, I mean, she. When it comes to Trevor Lawrence, there's two people who I know will go goo goo gaga crazy for him, and it's at first it's Evan, and then it's 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 Mia O'Brien, and there's nothing better than like seeing on Mia's Twitter. It's like Trevor Lawrence took two steps, two steps in 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 the most perfect straight line today. He's on God mode. We are going undefeated this season, right? Like, I, I mean, like, it's, it's it's it's. But you know what, though, like coming from a Bills fan who like did the same thing when Josh Allen was brought on. Honestly, not even because you know the hype about Josh wasn't nearly as there as what Trevor was, right? Like, go have fun. Like, this is I I like this. I don't hate the Jags enough to even like consider this be a problem. I like them enough to also enjoy this too. Like, this is fun. Like, this is create those storylines. Let, let let let's have some fun with it. Don't do this. This whole wide receiver, running back kind of BS. Let's let's talk about Trevor Lawrence. You know, how many times does he have to like flop his hair and adjust his beautiful majestic hair around during a practice? Right? Like, let's just have some fun with it because the well, end of the day is it is just a fun game. It's just football, folks. And at the and you know to add on to that, you know, just in general, this is a just some general life advice that you probably have heard from your grandma. But guess what? It's real. Is that you need to uh, to open your heart and love things with all you got. Uh, it's it's the only way to live your life. It's the only way to I think find joy. And and you better bet your your sweet ass that I'm I'm doing that with Trevor Lawrence. I mean I'm I'm gonna get heartbroken. You know that's that's the name of the Jaguars. I, I play this game. I know I know where I'm at. Uh, but that, that, that first twenty to seventeen loss in Indianapolis, where like Trevor can't like DJ Chark like misses a route or drops a catch in the corner of the end zone to lose the game. That's that I I, I read in the future a little bit, and that's that's the first heartbreak of the season. We'll right see. There. We'll see. I mean, there's gonna be, but you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 the the way you got to do things, and and. Uh, and literally, I mean, I'm I'm savoring it every day. Like I, I messaged our mutual friend Matt uh, on Twitter with an image of uh, an image of Trevor Lawrence, you know, like doing you know promotional photo in the Jaguars jersey, and the only caption was "so sexy." I mean, that's that's all I have to offer is is that just just pure, unadulterated adoration. The, the, of Trevor just, just the, uh, the water emoji, right? Like the three droplets. That's it. That, that's just that's all that's needed. Fans and just general people who don't like to hear me talk about Trevor Lawrence or the Jaguars really, really, really need him to not go win like 10 games next year. God forbid. God forbid, folks. It's Are all you, I'm going to want to talk how, about. How quickly do you jump on the Trevor Lawrence lifetime contract train? Um, I think he has to Mahomes it. I really do. Like okay, I think, all right, well, I, I'm just making sure that you, you're at least a little plugged into reality here. Okay, I'm just yeah. Kidding. I mean, no, 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 no. like I mean, <laughs> I'm, you know, if I, I, I think if they make a Super Bowl in the next three years, which God, Jesus Christ, um, like I can't even fathom that. 
I think I think you kind of have to lock him down. Like I think if it's you know if it's after that second season, and and we're at that point, I think it's it's probably just you need to just go ahead and say eight year contract. You know, four hundred maybe not Mahomes numbers. I don't know if if he'll get to that point. But shit, if he wins a Super Bowl. You know, you never know. Yeah, so. I, I, I think, I think it's a no-brainer. The Bills are about to do it with Josh Allen. So, yep, that'll be. Uh, you have to lock down if you have a quarterback that you know is top ten and gives you a pretty good chance to win games. I think in the modern NFL, you absolutely have to lock it down. Like, it's not that you see a ton of quarterback movement nowadays, but that's literally what every team is doing because you know people like to say that the quarterback position might be getting less valuable over time. But or over the past like three or four years, maybe. But you you tell me that with a straight face while looking at Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, you yeah. know, or you know, I mean, it's you know, just because the 49ers made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't mean you know that oh, quarterbacks don't matter. Like, absolutely not. Come on, like you having a great team still matters, but there's no question whatsoever that. You have to have a quarterback to really, really consider, you know, making a run for a ship. So, yeah. Um, yeah, as if I, I'm good on that, if you're good. So before we go into our last topic, which uh, we're going to end it off on a draft here, but before we do, uh, quick Evans soccer corner because the world of football is spicing up. Uh, obviously, Champions, uh, Champions League winding down here. Big, big match coming up in the coming weeks. I'll go ahead and just shut my mouth because – uh, this is probably where my strike three would come. So to, in order to prevent that, I'm just going to go ahead and let Evan open up the floor here for Evan's soccer corner. Dom just bunted on an 0-2 count so he didn't strike out, so he didn't have a strikeout on the stat lineup, which is what I do in MLB The Show, no jokes sometimes because it's <laughs> embarrassing. Um, but uh, So Dom did bring up the Champions League final, which we got between Manchester City and Chelsea, two Super League fucks that I would rather not see there, but hey, that's uh, it's still you know Bring big time it soccer. It's still big time soccer, so it is what it is. We'll uh, I'll probably I'll probably talk more about the we'll do we'll do Evan Soccer Corner again next week because we still have like a you know ten days until the Champions League final. Right, right. But but uh, May is always one of the best months in soccer. I mean it's 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 hard not to be because. You know, you've got every single regular season is pretty much ending except for the MOS, which plays through the summer. Um, you know, and on top of that, you've got the Champions League coming to a close. Uh, today, you had four different games. Fulham actually tied Manchester United, which, hey, you know, fucking consolation prizes after relegation. But, you know, it, we didn't embarrass ourselves. So good on us, I guess. Um but then you also had, I think more importantly, you got to talk about the fact that Chelsea beats Leicester today. Leicester really, really wanted to win this game because, one, it would give their chance for top four a way, way more legitimate chance. Like, um, it, it was very much real uh, for Leicester to go top four, uh, you know, or finish top four if they had won this game today. And instead, Chelsea goes, gets out to a 2-0 lead, and Mason Mount has just been, you know, I mean, he's a he's a young, young guy, young British lad for uh, for. Chelsea, who's just been really, you know, ever since he basically came into the team last year, has just been a, a force. Um, and that's huge because Leicester now will play uh, Tottenham on on Saturday or on Sunday, excuse me. And that matchup, Tottenham has to play tomorrow as well. But, and if Tottenham loses, then we're kind of like not really having a, a conversation. But if Tottenham, uh, if Tottenham can beat Leicester next weekend or, or this upcoming weekend, 
they're pretty much are like there's there's probably no doubt that they're going to be out of the top four, which means they won't get to play in the Champions League. They'll have to go play in the Europa League, uh, which is crazy for one, considering how well Leicester has played this season. And you know, a lot of people always want to see the the team that is the most famous Cinderella team in soccer history. You know, always do well, and they've had a great year, but it just hasn't really worked out. But you know, the, the important thing to know, and probably by the time people listen to this, we'll already know the result of Liverpool versus Burnley, which is happening, you know, Wednesday, uh, May 19th. Uh, if if Liverpool don't win that game, we are in for a real treat because it's going to basically come down to, you know, does can Leicester beat Tottenham on, on Sunday and can Liverpool win their game? If Leicester loses or ties, uh, Liverpool will more than likely jump them because of goal differential. Dom, I don't know if you know what goal differential is, um, but yes. basically... Yeah, you know, whoever has the the highest, you know, difference between goals scored and, you know, scored against. I uh, I also do know how aggregate works as well, believe it or not. I I am not the dumbest illiterate. I know it's not – I know it doesn't play a factor here, but that's another one that a lot of soccer people like to be like, well, how do you know about the aggregate? Like, I've watched enough. I know how how aggregates work. So, Leicester uh, Leicester is at plus 20. Liverpool is at plus 21. You know, you've got Chelsea at 67 points, Leicester at 66, Liverpool at 63, Tottenham's at 59. You know, I mean, they're pretty, they're they're out of uh, they're out of Champions League contention at this point. But they also have to. They're also tied with goddamn West Ham, who is 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 in seven. You've got from three to the the title lock was locked up by Manchester City a, a week or two ago, but but in the same vein as the NBA play-in tournament, one of the reasons why soccer kicks so much ass is because we're at the very end of the season, and all these matches tomorrow and on Sunday have a lot of value because the playing in the Champions League versus playing in the Europa League is no joke, tens of millions of dollars in value. So on, does, do any of these games matter in terms of a team getting relegated, or is that not? Relegation has been set, too. Generally, that isn't the case. Uh, it's kind of becoming more and more common over the past half decade because, you know, as, as as teams are kind of proving, you've got teams like Leicester and West Ham up in the, the mix, right, like playing for European football. You know, a lot of times there's only one team that's really trying to do, like really in competition for doing that. But the fact of the matter is, is that all the money that the Premier League has made over the past decade has meant that if you are a team coming up into the Premier League out of the second division, or if you're a team that just doesn't, you know, you spent a little too much money the summer before and you didn't get relegated, but this summer you can't spend that kind of money to reinvest, like... It is so hard. It is harder than ever to get the points required because the teams top to bottom are so, so, so good. And, I mean, it's one of the many reasons why Fulham, West, West Brom, and uh, and, and Sheffield had, had been uh, already relegated. I mean, they were rele- everybody was relegated as of last week. Um, you know, so not like super early in the season, you know, four or five games to play, but right. it's already been decided. Um, and, you know... It's uh it's 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 an exciting week. I mean, the end of the Premier League season is always exciting. Not to mention too, Dom, that Premier League fans returned to the stadium uh today. Uh they the I did, F- I did see that. That's very cool. That's very cool. Uh, I did see that. Actually. You had you had fans come back for the uh for the um for the cup final last weekend, which Leicester won. Um, that could be a reason why they didn't exactly look their best against Chelsea is that Leicester just won their second major trophy uh, of, of the past five years, which is, again, crazy to think about. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, it's it, it, seeing fans back is, I mean, one of, the, one of the reasons that I got into soccer was 
being blown away by fan culture because the only thing I've ever seen like it, you know, I guess some NFL fans might Bill's get mad at me for this might get mad, mad at me for this but truly the nfl doesn't compare to uh to to i mean inner like i would say most soccer in the world whether yeah you're talking no I, so- I know i know what you're getting at and i i college I football is right. the only thing college football is a beast like college football in m- a lot of environments a lot of big time environments like right. an lsu football game compared to a premier league match with you know everything on the line is is similar vibes like i've i've yeah, never been I, to a I, premier league match but give, i would always give the edge to soccer just because it has the global reach over at, at everything well right? that's 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 the the reason why at the end of the day it's the winners because if you go to south america you're going to see you know uh eighty thousand people you know pack into a you know a, a stadium that is 150 years old and falling apart and then if you go to europe you'll see the same damn thing you know in any parts of europe in any parts of south america it's it's absolutely you know i mean turkey there's parts of asia that are like that as well um and then you know i i'll sh- i'll shout out my fucking five stripes my my atlanta united who put 45,000 people in the stands last weekend like come that's, on man like that's always cool. like like the i i mean you know the, the the you can say whatever you want about the uh about the MLS title that the that Atlanta United won like three or four years ago now that when they won that that you know I personally like to say that that was Atlanta's major championship that they haven't had all these years a lot of people tell me to fuck off but hey man 80,000 people were in that stadium and Atlanta United packs out the the Mercedes-Benz Dome way harder than the Falcons ever do. Well, also so, the, the Atlanta United has never choked away a third quarter lead, you know. So, yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean they have. They've or well, I guess there's not quarters. They've choked away second half leads, but they in, didn't in, do that in, in the championship though. I guess I should no, have preference no, it that way. So no. yeah, that was just uh, me taking an unfair shot at the Atlanta Falcons. So. so no, but I'll I'll keep the I'll keep the ranting to, you know I'll, I'll I'll cap it there because you know me I'll go on for days but but yeah it's an exciting time to be a soccer fan and then next week uh, if you enjoy the soccer talk uh, I'll I'll do a little preview for the Chelsea Man City Champions League final which you know as as one might expect you know is it disappointing that it's uh, Super League teams yes is it going to be a barn burner. Yeah, more than likely, because Chelsea's playing really well. Manchester City won the title and has the most talented team in Europe. You know, I mean, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah, and as I uh, as as a pretty borderline basic soccer fan, like you know, th- those are two teams obviously people like me recognize. So yeah, we'll be back with Evan Soccer Quarter next week to talk about that and preview that big game coming up. And since we're coming to the end of the show, folks, it's time to wrap it up with our draft of the night and our draft topic is top five cartoon slash animated movies. This is a pretty good category, I thought. There's actually a few that, when we were making our list, just jumped right into my head immediately. Once we preference that animated also counted as well. Excuse me. So, with that being said, Evan, you actually have the first pick on this one. So, go ahead uh, and we'll do this draft style. So, go ahead take your number one overall pick. I told Dom before we started this that I had an ace card in the number one pick, but I'm actually going to mix it up at the last second because, you know, when you're doing a draft like this, you know, folks, you got to remember, this isn't, you know, top five. We're not just saying, you know, names that we can both say. We're, you know, we're taking them off each other's list, basically. Um, So I'm going to open with The Lion King. 
I'm going to go ahead and go for, you know, the all-time classic, the the can't-be-beaten, the fucking, you know, uh, 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 Elton John fucking singing in the background. <laughs> like, Elton it, John, yeah. The, I, I, actually, it's, I actually didn't have The Lion King on my top. Wow. I actually had it, I, in, I figured, I had it in the honorable mentions, you know. Cause that I, I, think, I think of... I have I have a couple other Disney movies on here because of course if we're talking about animated movies I'm but but truly the line is probably the only one of the past thirty years that I feel like I could watch like any day of the week like truly like right um it's 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 I mean it's timeless it's just good I mean there's so many it's it's there's so many moments there's so many you know memorable things and quotes from that movie that I just don't I I had to go ahead and get you know what I thought would be a a, a lock off of uh, the yeah, board but that's obviously Dom didn't have it so no, that's it, it, but it's very good though. Like that's gonna get you votes. And I just want to say about the Lion King too. Obviously, the memes are always great. Like I love the like when when um when Simba and, and Mufasa are sitting on top of the rock and he's like everything that the sun touches that's yours and then you know simba asks a question and then you put the yeah i love like there's one of the funniest ones i saw it's like you know it was like butte montana and it was like the you know like simba controls everything the, the sun's touch that's butte montana and then you know simba's like well what's what's on the other side and mufasa's like that's Anaconda, my son. You don't want to go there. We don't go there. <laughs> well, go. what's funny is that you could you could rework that, and it's like the everything oh, the yeah. sun touches is Montana, and then Viewed is in the <laughs> yeah, dark corner. You <laughs> absolutely could. It's just no matter what way, if you just pick any southwest Montana city, you're going to strike gold there. But uh, All right, that's a good pick. Number one. Uh, see, and now I'm going damn that is, that is actually now that I'm kind of thinking about it, that is a really really good pick because obviously that's just a classic um mine also a classic too my number one off the board is the incredibles the okay the, the original like the number one incredibles i actually have yet to see incredible number two uh incredible i saw it it's me, it's so. i mean it's fine you'd probably if i i really like the incredibles too it did actually you know in the same vein didn't make my top five but but uh the the incredibles is good incredibles 2 is fine i mean you know it's it's kind of what you would expect out of a sequel that was made like 15 years down the road yeah i just think the incredibles it always hits it's great great sub characters yeah. great plot it's you know great message and it's it's a lot of fun just a you know, overall good movie i can do a great you know at the end of the movie when the underminer comes up I can actually do a really good underminer impression. Um, I have to stand. Uh, do that for me right now, please. Yeah, I will. I have to stand away from the microphone. It's gonna get loud. Oh, it's, oh, it's behold the under. Okay. Behold the underminer. Yeah, Dom, that was great. All right, well, that's no. tough. There's <laughs> strike no. three. He's got you there. No, no, no. I won't count that. That's a. That's a. That's a. That was in the box. But I the, swear. The, I, the, I, the, I, the um. Um, didn't call it. Uh, I, I swear, when I'm drunk, it's a lot funnier. Uh, okay. Well, we'll one ahead. day we'll get we'll we'll do a drunk cast and and we'll get you get you going. The underminer. All right. Uh, go ahead, Heather. Get your number. Get your number two while I wallow in self pity. The goddamn Iron Giant. Ooh. The Iron was Giant that, was is that, was like, that your is that your ace in the hole? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I would never have gone that direction. So, dude, uh, the Iron Giant is the fucking best movie, man. Like, it is so good. Tear jerker, though, man. Yeah, fuck. it's so sad, but it's like, I mean, that's the thing is that, like, as much as that movie made me cry as a little kid, it still makes me cry now, and that's the sign of a good movie, if you ask me. It um, is. And and you know, I mean, it's just you want to talk about another movie with 
tons of quotes, memorable characters, just an all-around, like, romp. Not to mention that, you know, I mean, I, I know we're this isn't our podcast, but the, the animation and art style of that movie whoops so much ass. It's so good. And, and it's not like it was uh, even like a real recent movie. Like that was made in a in an age where you know you couldn't get all that advanced with you know with an, with animation. Well, it was hand drawn. It was it was mostly hand drawn, I believe. Which is the you know when you when you really break it down, those movies that have as much hand drawn uh, aspects, you know, kind of or work incorporated into it. It goes for animated movies. It goes for regular cartoons, anime, whatever the fuck you're talking about. Like it is. It is just a banger and a half, and I remember being a little, little kid, adoring that movie, wanting to have an Iron Giant friend, and I think, you know, it's uh, it's just it's just good. It's just really, really good. This may be our first draft where we don't take anything from each other, so I'm curious to see your, your next yeah, pick. There's just so many options, and I think that's the reason why we may not go... Cause like there's some that I like. There's one that I like a ton. Like it's probably one of my favorite, but it's not really. It's I, I don't know if it's gonna be on my top five just because I don't know how. Yeah, like my five spot. My five spot one is like one that is a popular Disney film, but is not popular amongst like per se our age. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, go ahead. Um, my number two. I'm just gonna go ahead and go Shrek two on this one. Wow, think, Jesus Christ! I think I think I think Shrek two is the best. That's your strikeout, homie. Yeah, I no. I think I think I think Shrek two is the best of all the Shreks. And uh, yeah, you can laugh all you want because I think that's the best one. How do you not? How do you not put Shrek? Ah, ha, 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 ha. How do you Dom's not? mom. Dom's mom made him a bologna sandwich for lunch today. Ha ha ha. ha, ha, ha. How, do you, how do you not put Shrek in that in that second spot? Is is it because it's Shrek two or just because it's Shrek? Okay, so if it was Shrek, I would I would go hmm. Uh, but I like Shrek, so it'd be fine. But. It being Shrek 2 is just so out of left field, especially as your two spot. It is so out of left field that I just can't deal with it. I so, see, I just uh, I just think that's the best Shrek there, and Shrek is just such a uh, recogni- recognizable. Does Shrek brand. 2 have the one where the fairy godmother th- and Prince Charming? Do they do like a dance? Am I thinking of a dance? I need scene? a hero. Yeah, that's I need it. A yeah. yeah, no, Shrek yeah. 2 is fine. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad film by any means or whatever. I, I watched it in theaters. I owned the DVD copy, but uh, I just I, guess it, I was an ogre for Halloween once, you know. Yeah, just let it all spew out. You'll let it sit there, and you'll be sleeping in your bed tonight, going, "Damn, that was actually a really good pick." Probably maybe I'm gonna not watch Shrek two tonight. Two. Yeah, maybe not worth a number two, but I don't know. I I, I wanted to take it off because I, I felt as, really as strong the, about it. As the classic like post draft uh, response to a reach. Hey, look, Dom got his guy. You know, Dom. Dom got the the the, the, yeah. the, the movie he wanted. Uh, he was a third round mock, but you know he, he went can, ahead and took I, him I, I'm, I'm at the fifth spot. I'm listening to all of this in Mel Kiper voice right now, so I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, I, I I used to be able to do a Mel Kiper impression, no Frank Caliendo, and I'm not doing that after you embarrass yourself. So, um, <laughs> so with the third spot, I'm probably this is probably another one that you just weren't thinking of, um, and it's definitely kind of much different than like the previous four movies we've listed, which are, you know, kind of kids movies, I guess. Um, uh, uh, 
Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man. Mm, uh, that was fuck. I, I thought I was going to be able to get that later. I thought I was going to be able I, to get that I, later. I don't, that is, Spider-Verse, Spider-Verse of, those, of the five movies I'm mentioning here is probably the best actual overall film, regardless Dude, of like... I, I, it's a great it, movie. So it's, good. It's, it's an insanely good movie. One of the coolest art styles like you'll ever see, like ever. And, you know, a story that's enjoyable, does a great job of, of introducing Miles Morales to a bunch of people that probably didn't know who Miles Morales was. Um, and, yeah, absolutely whoop-ass movie that I've watched probably no joke, like, since it's come out, like, three years ago. Like, I've probably seen that movie close to ten times. Like, I'll watch Spider-Verse random because I just think it rocks. Yeah. So, it's a great movie. Um, all right, let's go to my number three. And you know, I, I almost took this at number two, but I kind of figured you wouldn't go back to back. Shrek on the a, third on a more. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's 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 Shrek the Christmas movie with. It's with the Dom. upcoming Shrek remake, which they're making a Shrek remake. I don't. I we're rebooting stuff that came out less than twenty years ago, folks. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually the Shrek, but told through Donkey's perspective. Uh, it's the Donkey <laughs> spinoff cartoon that aired one season on Nickelodeon. Uh, but no, go ahead. Uh, so you mentioned the Iron Giant is that movie where it brings in a lot of emotion, a lot of great, you know, great storylines. Oh, great. I know where this is going. Yeah, you already know what it is. You want to talk about a movie that, like, right off the bat will make you cry within the first ten minutes, ladies and gentlemen. The only place we can go is up, and it's up. Yep. Yep, it's no, up up's great. number three. Up is very good. It's not in my top five. Uh, I do like Up a lot, but I, I, I kind of have it in, like, an honorable mention spot. Um... Uh, but yeah, up is is definitely worthy. I think I think if you had come at up with the second or first pick, it would have been uh, it would have been much more understandable. Um, but I'm yeah, a, up I'm, is a, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the fairy godmother till the day I die. Shrek two gang, where are we at, baby? Shrek two gang. Um, no, but yeah, up is great. I, that's that's one that you know if I had one of my picks taken, I probably would have went to up. So I guess you took away one of my alternates, but. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that Up really, I mean, all anybody ever really talks about of Up is the first 10 minutes, but damn, like that movie's so funny and that movie's so wholesome, like the yeah. rest of the way, like it really does bring you back up, <laughs> like it, it really does like, you know, it, it's not just sad and then you're like, man, I could never get over that sadness, like fairly quickly, it's back to being like a really fun movie and it's good. Very good, very good. Uh Okay, uh, it's funny too because actually, well, Shrek isn't a Disney movie, but Dom, if you're tired, we don't have to do the fucking podcast. No, you're gonna yawn on the fucking podcast. We don't have to do the goddamn podcast, Dom. I I was I was really trying to hide it the best I could, but you know, like when you have your mouth open, you're like, I think I can hide it, and you're just all of a sudden you just let it out. That's exactly what what happened (laughs) there. Just Um, giving him a hard time. No, you're good. Uh, So my four spot. Yeah, go ahead. Number four. So who framed Roger Rabbit? Which is kind of like a it's it's an interesting choice considering that it's also technically somewhat live action. At me for Shrek too. Fuck off, dude! I can guarantee you. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Is do you know why, Dom? I bet you don't even know why that is like literally a one of a kind movie that will never ever be made again. Uh, I guess I guess maybe about to break it the fuck down for this asshole. Go ahead. That is the only movie that's ever ever featured Looney Tunes. And uh, whatchamacallit, together in the same film. Wallace uh, and Gromit. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the title of it right now, and uh, like I've never I've never heard of this. I like I've, 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 I've never heard of this movie. You've so. never heard of Who Framed Roger Rabbit? 
I mean, you know, a movie I, that made three hundred and thirty million dollars worldwide. Like, listen, come on. Like, I, I have. I mean, obviously, I've, I've never watched it before. Like, to me, that's before an before that's Dom got bit. me. Before Dom got me with a with a gut punch. I, I gotta I gotta admit, he got me there. Um, before uh, that happened, it's the only movie to feature uh, like the Looney Tunes and as well as like uh, you know the the you know like Daffy Duck and 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 all that stuff. Like it's the only movie to ever cross barriers. And famously, both sides of the table said we have to have the exact amount of screen time. So literally, they paired up all the different characters with their like their likes. You know, like. Uh, uh, you know, Deffy and Donald or whatever. And they always had the same exact amount of screen time. It's got tons of different, awesome, legendary old school cartoons. Roger Rabbit gets fucked, uh, gets framed. You know, uh, it's an awesome movie. Uh, literally one of the biggest memes of the Kentucky Derby weekend was how, uh, 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 Tom Brady looked like Mr. Toon from who framed Roger Rabbit. So go fuck yourself, Tom. Um, I, 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 I mean, it's one o'clock in the morning. I I would, but it's a little late for me, but yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Dog. That's a, to me. I don't know. I can I, guarantee you too that it's a movie you could go watch right now as like a twenty-four year old man and love. Like too, it's hilarious. Like it's a great movie, and it's got you know. I mean, the hottest woman in cartoons too. I mean, okay. not Lola Bunny. Shut the fuck up, you furries. Uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, 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 fucking um, what's her name? What's her name? I don't know. Is that you? I was gonna say Lola Bunny. Just go rabbit. Just go rabbit. I, I was Just about to say Lola Bunny only because that's the only meme I see of people freaking the fuck out over Lola Bunny, an animated cartoon rabbit. But nonetheless, Bob, horny Bob's for the rest of uh, the tour. Jessica world right Rabbit now. is a animated independent woman that <laughs> I respect. She's a strong and... <laughs> animated woman. <laughs> She's a strong animated woman, <laughs> and is and is a human. So I can I can I can be proud of that. Um, but okay. Yeah, that's enough before I, I have to leave because of Jessica rabbit related activities. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll go ahead and just get my number four off the board to switch up that, that change of topic here. Uh, I'm kind of tossed between the two, what I want to go in the four and the five. Cause I know you're probably not going to pick either of these two. Uh, but I'm just going to go ahead and take the more classic. You want to talk about a movie that crushed at the box office a little older. We were definitely kids, so this was right up our avenue. We definitely, I saw it in theaters, and I'm sure you did too. Ladies and gentlemen, P. Sherman, 42, Wallaby Way, Sydney. It's Finding Nemo at my number four. You took, uh, you took my one of my other alternates, um, and yeah, Finding Nemo is great. I mean, who doesn't love, you know, Finding Nemo? I mean, start to finish, one of the most entertaining movies that. You know, not to mention, too, that even though, like, the, the humor may be childish or whatever, I'll always laugh at the butt bit. Yeah. I'll always actually. laugh at, like, all the different stuff that's in that movie. It's it's great. Uh, you it's made also, me, guys, you made me ink. It's like, one of the most, like, it's truly, like, a profound idea for a movie, too. I think it's a really cool idea for a movie. I, I think it, that people don't necessarily give it enough credit for that. Well, in 03, when I think Pixar, was it Pixar or DreamWorks that did that movie? Whatever whatever the animated studio that I believe went. it was Pixar. Okay, so, I mean, on the cutting edge of what they were able to do, like, when Finding Nemo came out, I mean, that's why it, it won so many awards at, at different film festivals and all this other stuff. Uh, it's because, you know, the, the animation and the storytelling ability told through, you know, well, having Ellen DeGeneres, you know, her, her actual mouth be able to, you know, seamlessly transition into the Dory figure. Right. And like, it's, 
it, it was just so it was so well done, and it's one of those movies that I don't think I can watch it like time and time again. Like I could watch Spider Man into the Spider Verse like twelve times and be okay with it, right? I don't want to watch Fighting Nemo like. 12 times in a year but it's always great when i see it on and i love to watch it and like how you kind of gave me shit for shrek 2 i just want to say if you think finding dory is better than finding Nemo, go get fucked bud go take your bullshit and, and guess who's it. never seen finding dory because and i he, don't he, waste my time yeah, with neither, uh neither with sequels. So that's why i'm just not even gonna I, that's why I'm, i just don't want to hear that conversation i'm gonna be close-minded because i'm right about being close-minded but nonetheless finding Nemo is gonna be my number four Awesome movie. P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Obviously, I'll never forget that address. I, I would forget my old Montana address quicker than I would ever forget P. Sherman, 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. I, I can feel that. Shark bait. Hoo-hoo-ha. Uh, but, uh, Great so, my fifth pick is tied between two things because I know one of them is probably what you're about to say right I don't, after. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it is, but go ahead and talk it out. But I'll just leave it in the honorable mention category, and I'll go hipster again, I guess. Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is not a hipster pick. There's a lot of people that aren't, like, young little fucking dumb whippersnappers like your ass that have seen movies older than 2003 and, and, and love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And I'm going to go even further back than 1989 with Aristocats. Aristocats is fire. Uh, it's probably not... You've probably never seen it, Dom. Most people our age have probably never seen it. But you want to talk about hand-drawn animation. One of the most, like, unbelievable for its time, like, animated films. Has, like, all these, like, hilariously cute numbers and interactions. And when when I think about, like, seeing movies on VHS as a kid, uh, when I think about, like, pulling out the, 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 the box of VHS cartoons that I had, Aristocats is always very high up on that list. And I'm allergic to cats, folks. I'm not a cat person. But that movie, man, I love that movie. And and uh, it's it, it, it's it's still a, a marvel to watch uh, from an animation perspective. So. All right. So, no, I have never watched Aristocrats, Aristocats, excuse me. But I will say, I will just say, I'm not against you going back in time because I'm not going to pick it as my number five. I just had it as an honorable mention that I wanted to mention. I remember watching it in elementary school for a Christmas movie for some reason. But uh, Fantasia, uh, I've watched. I, I actually enjoyed Fantasia, and that's from the 1940s. Yeah, Fanta- bro. Well, the original Fantasia is original, is legendary. Original, yeah, but then Fantasia 2000 is also very good. Yeah, I uh, I, I grew up. Uh, I never had the original yeah, Fantasia. I think that's that's the version we. I've seen both the. Definitely the 2000 version is most definitely what we wa- I watched. Fantasia I was 2000 was the one I had in my VHS box, and uh, and and yeah, that was that was definitely definitely a good time. Yeah. Um. God. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. See, I don't think you were ever gonna touch my number five because I don't think this is again just uh, not up your way. But I'm going back Pixar again. Uh, as you can tell, I'm just a Pixar kid. I grew up on these Pixar stand. Yeah, Pixar stand for sure. Um, I'm gonna go back and say Monsters Inc. Take number. No, five. you took you took my honorable mention. That was, was literally it? the one. Oh, yeah, right. no, for sure. After you went Finding Nemo, I was especially like, yeah, he's going Monsters Inc. Here. Yeah, so um, yeah, I knew Monsters it the Inc. Way. And Monsters Inc. Actually, is one of the rare movies they have the spinoff, and it's not nearly as good. Let's just let's just the college that. one. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I enjoyed it. It wasn't as good as the original, but I kind of enjoyed it. It was very rare. Yeah, it was I fine. The sequel. Yeah. It was fine. I mean, that's the thing is that Monsters, Inc. is so good and so funny that I just don't see how you would ever top it. And not to mention that I think they kind of like they kind of spent themselves with like the end of the Monsters, Inc. 
like company or whatever and they had to like go to college or whatever like i get Mm -hmm. it but it's not as novel as an idea as just like there is a company full of monsters that scare little kids like that is the coolest awesome like the wackiest idea that's like you know perfect and yeah the first time you see like the anime that i think that was one of the first times as a little kid that i recognized that like animation like that, that there was quality to it because when you watch sully's fur or when you look at any of those like damn uh, 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 monsters in that movie, you're like, holy shit, this is like so detailed. Yeah. And again, still hilarious, still absolutely yeah. hilarious. All time, all, all time classic movie. I think that that snuck in my number five. The another honorable mention I did have, and Evan was talking some absolute bullshit about it because he is uh, uncultured. But I did leave Toy Story. Off the board, and Toy Story One is good. The sequels are not. Yeah, I, I would have taken Toy Story the original because you always have to go the original there. But I'm just not gonna sit here. You can, We're probably gonna get some hate mail if people listen to this, and yeah, and, like, and we don't like, have Toy Story. I, I haven't actually seen Toy Story Four yet, so I can't properly judge it. Toy Story Two and Three were both great movies, so I'm just Bruh. not. I'm just not. I'm not here. Not here for this. Uh, and I'm not. Listen, dude, I'm not a big anime movie fan at all. But I will say there's two anime movies that I've really ever watched in my life, and they're both, I think, actually exceptional. I don't know. Yeah. I, um, first is Howl's Moving Moving Castle. Yeah, anything by uh, Miyazaki, anything by Studio Ghibli, and I'm yeah. guessing Spirited Away. No, uh, The Wind Rises. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, that's actually, actually I know I haven't actually seen that, but I do know the film. Um, I actually I had them on my honorable mention just because I knew they were like I wasn't gonna pick them because they're anime, but I just wanted to give a shout out because I get a lot of flack for my hate on anime because I'm not an anime guy, but I will say those two movies I thought were exceptional. So as someone who's I would say like you know I'm the you know hated by probably real anime fans because I don't know enough but also spurned by normal people who don't like anime at all. I, I, I definitely find my, I'm pretty into it. And yeah, how's moving castle. I can only back Dom on that. That's like a legendary film. And, and again, anything by studio Ghibli, which is, you know, going to be like Kiki's delivering service, uh, spirited away. Um, uh, uh, you know, all there's tons of stuff. I'll throw out ghost in the shell. Um, if I'm going to throw out an anime movie real quick, um, Ghost in the Shell is a 1996 legendary, like dystopian future action anime that is like movie that is one of the most thought provoking things I've ever seen, as well as having, you know, of course, legendary animation, like, you know, all around just a really, really cool thing. Um, uh, the only, the only real, uh, honorable mention I had left, uh, other, other than the ones you brought up, is ah shit. Why can't I think of it right now? I I'm gonna throw out yeah. No, I just thought about it. The Lego Movie and the Lego Batman yes, movies are thank great. Thank you for bringing that. Yeah, up. they're really good. I almost actually um, picked the Lego Movie one. The Lego Movie. I watched the Lego Movie as a 19 year old, 20 year old, and was like, yeah. this is the best fucking movie I've ever so seen. Like funny. Dude, they're great movies. They're, again, really cool in different styles, like kind of in the same way as Spider-Verse, right? Like they look different to anything you've ever really seen. Yeah. Like on a big screen. And uh, yeah, the, both of those movies rock. Lego movie's definitely better. See, but... I felt like if I had picked the Lego movie, that's the one I would have gotten the Shrek reaction you gave me. Like I thought you would have. No, laughed. absolutely not. I, I thought know. you would have laughed at that. See, I have, I have great taste, Dom, and you do not. So, you know... <laughs> it's 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 
you know, I'll give you credit. Shrek 2 is 80, number 82 on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes Top 100 uh, animated movies of all time, which is above such classics as Sleeping Beauty. Uh, set, oh, wow. They said Kung Fu Panda is not as good as fucking uh, Shrek 2. Kung Fu Panda rocks. Um, Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph look. is great. Is I, I like Wreck-It Ralph a lot. Wreck-It Ralph. Than the, oh, look at the Wind Rises on there. It's actually higher Ed than Boy. Rises, so You went into you Ed and Eddie. Um, uh, Ants is terrible. I'm just looking at this random list. We're just Scooby, fucking uh, Also, me and Evan talked about this in the preference when we were talking about the category. Scooby-Doo movies are awesome. They kick ass. Like no, all... I, I, I'm not as big of a Scooby-Doo oh, fan not... as, as oh, Tom I, is. I, I like Dom, I Dom assumed movies, his yeah. passion for Scooby-Doo was, was matching mine. Oh, and the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, uh, the other, um, the other movie definitely worth mentioning because I think it's, I, I think it's a great message slash like, you know, kind of prediction of the future. Uh, but Wally rocks, Wally mm-hmm. kicks ass. Um, not the funniest movie ever made. For sure, but that's not really what it's supposed to be. I just think R- Wally is really, really cool and definitely a movie I could watch at like any given point, pretty much. So, yep, I think I think we got to cap it there, though. We've been yeah. we, we 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 will just end up talking about every animated movie ever. We'll really talk about every every animated Which, hey, movie. Maybe we start that podcast too. Yeah. But- uh, yeah, but I, I think that's a good point to cap it off here, folks, because we're now we're coming up to almost an hour and a half. But thank you for sticking with us. I hope this makes your Wednesday Wednesday afternoon or Thursday morning, whenever you're listening to this podcast, I uh, hope it makes your commute to work better. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for tuning in and staying with us again. Go check us out on Twitter, uh, at Down and Out on Twitter, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Stitcher, anywhere you stream podcasts, you can download us, uh, share it. Tell your friends, your family about it. Shout out Jamie Masters and Buddha. Make sure to give us negative five stars. That's a pro wrestling uh, reference for for very few people. But seriously, do give us a a five-star rating if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts. That does a ton for us. Even if you're not going to ever listen to another episode, you're one of our friends just tuning in, or you're just not that pleased uh, with the content and you just, don't want to come back. Just give us five stars and let it be. You just, know, like... you know, give us a road soda and and do five stars because that's that is you know the more ratings we get of those the, and and the, the the keeping it at the five star level is is a is a good way for us to potentially get promoted. So uh, please do that. Absolutely, folks. Uh, Evan, any parting words to give to the people? Uh, shut the fuck up about Travis Etienne. Um, Shrek 2 sucks. Um, it doesn't suck. but uh, And I guess I'll strike out Dom next week. Stay tuned. Maybe it'll yeah. happen. Yeah, well, 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 I guess we'll have to see it away, folks. Be sure to tune back in then. We'll come out with a new episode coming up this weekend. But until then, it's been fun. This has been Down and Out. Until next time, Arrivederci. Later. With my friends, and I don't want to face it, but my mentalism basic gets complex. Seeing all the strings, and I hate it. But don't feel sad for a guy that is mad. Get glad and help me turn into a guy like that. Castle, pull up on the scene and cause a hassle. Have you looking at me like, who is this bastard? Cool like iceberg slam pop like medicine that isn't really yours but you take it with your friends cool calm collected but i love to act hectic sitting in the corner in the dark like riddick with the notepad out thinking about this
lyrics I ignored your story cause I didn't wanna hear it Bitch, did you ever really catch a switch Where I went from rock to Buddha, caught the vibe like a fish Assist like white chocolate, handing out a dish If the devil shows up, then my soul he just wish I might accept the offer cause I wanna grind like cause And give the trophies to my mama, make him sweat like a sauna Cause act like I can't, then I'ma spit like a llama Take your girlfriend out and give a Balenciaga So check me out, fill me up and watch me bounce Cause the new man in the mirror is looking like a mouse Switch places, change faces, now Buddha runs a house Trust hip-hop more than bitches, so I'ma take her as a spouse Or at least a concubine If in front of my God feel divine I'ma grab it like a shield and I'ma make it shine Cause when I'm polished, I'll abolish if you cross the line That's how I am feeling Keep growing like a giant, go through the ceiling Man in the mirror, doubled up, now you all the fuck We go again, but when we stop blazing Boom, boom, pow, pow, what you gonna do now? Especially when I bring the energy like it's a powwow Besides, find a man, page your face, cause you a damn clown Look around, only one that is, and I'm a wagon now The name is Buddha, bitch Damn, JD. Uh, look around, only one that is, and I'm a wagon now